Hello and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 113. Today we are going to continue the Inspired By series and I will be going over Friday. But before we get into that, let's go over some station news quickly. If you want to check out my website, feel free to do so. You can find that at hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. There's a couple things there. Uh, runes, the podcast, obviously. And yeah, that's that's about it. But you can definitely go there. You can also find my email there, which is hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. I answer emails eventually, though admittedly I'm a little behind right now. Uh, but I'll check those and get back to you if you said anything. Uh, oh, uh, check out Steve's book if you'd like to, and you can find that on Amazon.com. Just search Stephen Oaks, and he's actually got a number of books in there. I, too, have a book, which you can find on Amazon.com, Lightbringer by Byron Rogers, and all of that stuff is in the show notes, so just check out the show notes. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, oh, I'm going to put some D&D campaign. There's, cu- there's like one D&D campaign up on Frothner.com if you'd like to check that out, also in the show notes. And there'll be more coming in the future. I thought I would write them faster, but, you know, with balancing and everything, it's taking a while. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. So let's go ahead and jump in what, jump into the topic today, which, like I said, is Frey. I think everybody is probably very familiar with Frey. Frey is a god of fertility. He's a god of nature. He's a god of the rain. He's a god of the elves. Um... Oh, let's see what else. He is a Vanir god. Um, so uh, I just feel like everybody already knows this. But in case it's someone's first episode and they're not familiar with Norse mythology, originally there were two sets of gods, the Aesir and the Vanir. Like Odin would have been an Aesir god. Frey and Frey are probably, quote-unquote, the most two famous um, Vanic gods. Their father was Njord. So Frey is a Vonic god. He, oh, what else about Frey? He married Gerd. Uh, there's a story about that, which is a good story where um, he sends his servant to check on her. And it, it's a long story. It would, that would almost be a separate episode where we go over uh, that story. But uh, there is there is that story out there too. There, there's a lot of stories about Frey. I think Frey was very important. I hesitate to put it that way because all of the gods were important, but there are a lot of stories about Frey. So a lot of people, I believe, probably felt connected to Frey, which kind of makes sense because people were closer to the land and farmed and stuff more back then. So if you're working in nature and with nature, it'd make a lot of sense to connect yourself to Frey because he had so much to do with the elves and he had so much to do with just fertility or growing things and stuff like that. Um, he's even a little bit connected to the ingrown, which means seed or new growth. Uh, yeah, so that's Frey in a nutshell. Like if I had to sum him up, sum him up in one word, I would say he's a god connected to fertility and nature. Those are the big things about Frey. I feel like he's definitely going to come up in other stories and stuff where we could go deeper into other things that are important about him. But I'm not going to do that here. I'm going to keep it kind of like broad concepts. And again, this is the inspired by. So Frey is sort of my jumping off point to go into something that I'm interested in. So that's what I'm going to go ahead 
and dill. So when I think of fry, I mostly think of the elves and I think of nature and fertility. So I guess I'll go over nature and fertility first. Yeah, I'll go over, over nature. I mean, they're connected, obviously. Um, nature is something that I think also true. I think nature is something that is very important to people in Austro, I think. Because uh, we need nature and a connection with nature to really understand the world around us. And that's always been the case, even in the past, or maybe especially in the past. But I think it was more obvious in the past. When you were growing your own food and spending time in nature and in the forest, and it was very obvious that we were connected to nature. Whereas nowadays we can delude ourselves into thinking we have quote unquote conquered nature or we don't need it. But that's not actually true. I mean, we're still natural animals. We're still, we still need nature. That is still where our food comes from. It's still grown from the earth for the most part. Um, so we still rely on nature. And more importantly, we're natural entities. Like we're connected to the earth in the sense that we're we're natural creatures and we have uh, sleep cycles are one. We have a natural sleep cycle, which is connected to the earth in the sense that we have a circadian rhythm and we should be awake for a certain amount of hours and then sleep for a certain amount of hours, which roughly equates to, you know, like the day night cycle that we have. So there's a lot of things where nature is very important to us and we have these natural rhythms that we should probably be aware of but then also we feel like we can break out of nature and do whatever we want and that's not necessarily the case all of the time so I think it's important for us to take some time to think about nature and where we fit in and I also think it's important to take some time to get into nature like a camping trip or something like that or maybe it doesn't have to be a camping trip I know a lot of people don't like to camp it can just be a walk maybe you walk in a park or you walk in a national forest or something like that it's just good to get out of the house and to get into just a more natural environment sometimes I think that's healthy I think that makes us feel good now, speaking more on the growing side of things, I think stuff like growing a garden can also be a lot of fun. Keeping plants alive can be, for me at least, challenging, but it can also be rewarding when you are able to harvest some of the food that you uh, grow. It sort of reminds me of, like, in today's society, we are very specialized and that's a good thing. That's why humans have gone so far, because we have decided that we will specialize very much so. Like, we work on a very small part of a... Most of us work on a small part of a bigger process. And we specialize, and because we specialize, we're able to do things faster, more efficiently, and better. But with that comes this idea that you're not as close to the finished product. When you look at the finished product, it's not... It's almost unrecognizable from what you are doing. You know, if you're making a widget that is just a small part of the finished product, when you look at the finished project, if that's like a car, you don't feel like you made that car. You feel like you made the widget, which is very disconnected from the car. And because everybody works together and they're all making their own different parts of the car, 
the car gets made more efficiently, but also nobody feels connected to what they've done. And that's unfortunate, but it's just kind of a byproduct of specialization. And I don't think it's, it's something that'd be very hard to overcome. But what's nice about doing something yourself, like what people usually do for hobbies, like having a garden, is you plant the seeds, you weed the garden, you watch the things grow, you harvest the fruit at the end. And then when you eat it, you feel like you're connected to it. You feel like you have raised this from a seed all the way to now and it feels like it's yours and I mean you could argue that it's not because the seed ultimately was made by a company you didn't create the seed you didn't cultivate the seed you didn't like make the general I mean no one made the seed the plants made the seed but people did uh, cultivate a certain type of plant to make the best seed possible, and that person was not you. So, I mean, you can make the argument like, oh, well, even then you're not really connected to uh, the end product because all these other people were necessary to create it. And yeah, that's kind of true, but you did put a tiny seed in the ground and you at the very least, watched that particular plant grow from seed all the way to a plant that was producing vegetables. Or if you don't plant by seed, I oftentimes don't plant seeds. I try to plant a few seeds, but sometimes I buy like the little like baby plants, not seeds, just like small plants, whatever you call those. Even if you're doing it that way, it starts out small and having no fruit at all. And then by the end of it, you have like, you're harvesting tomatoes or whatever the plant is. And you feel like you're connected to something. So I think that's like a good thing. And that's something that lets us feel a little closer to nature, which I think is good. So yeah. Um, so that's one big part of Frey is the whole like connection to nature thing. I think that's really important. And I feel like the Vanic gods themselves are more about being connected to nature where the Aesir maybe are more about being connected to what would you say intellectual pursuits maybe but things that are not necessarily nature but to be a balanced individual you need both of those you need the natural world and you need to understand yourself and your body but you also need to understand the spiritual world and also the intellectual world uh, sort of the saying is like you need to have a strong mind to have a strong body and the inverse is also true you need to have a strong body to have a strong mind if you ignore the natural part of you which I think is a tendency that people like me do um, I, I think it's easy to say oh the, your body isn't important what's important is your mind because that's what makes us different than nature and better than nature and and that's what makes us distinctly human we are animals but we're more than animals and and how are we different than animals we have this complex mind so let's take that and discard all the base animal parts of us which would be our bodies um, and all those like animalistic needs that you have so let's discard all of those and then we will be like perfectly human because we've thrown away the animal part that is a way that you can think but I don't think ultimately I don't think that works there's a lot of problems with it no there's a few problems with it. the first big one is it's assuming that the animalistic part of you is bad 
And I think that's a mistake. I don't think that we should assume the animalistic part of us is bad, but I think the way people usually say it is like, oh yeah, the animalistic part, that's the hedonistic part. And it's like, well, but that's not the whole story. There's good parts of the animalistic part of us too, like a will to survive. That's a good thing that comes from our natural desire to survive. A very base animalistic part of us is our will to just, just to survive. And that's very important. Um, and and uh, which this has a huge amount to do with Frey, the whole idea of procreation is at its base very animalistic. Most animals who reproduce actually have a desire to procreate and so do humans. But that desire leads to the desire to have a family and that's like a very important natural biological part like once you have kids you like your own kids a lot you like your own kids better than other people's kids your you find your own kids more important than other people's kids and that is animalistic that's like a base animalistic thing where we have evolved to raise and protect our kids and not everybody else's kids so like that is is animalistic, but it leads to something that is very human, which is our desire to connect to our ancestors, connect to our families, make a better life for our children. All of that stuff comes from a very base animalistic thing where we're, quote unquote, just following our instincts. Like trying to find a good person that you love to start a family with, you know, all of that, which is which is very human and something that makes us different than the animals, does start in like a very base animalistic place. So it's a mistake to say just because it's base and animalistic means it is bad, you know. Again, it's because if you see someone who's like just like stuffing themselves at a buffet you might be like oh well they're animalistic and that's gross and I don't want to be that but also if you're eating a healthy meal if you're eating period that's based in an animalistic desire to eat because all animals eat I feel like animalistic has a lot of negative connotations which maybe isn't right because animals aren't by their nature wrong we don't just murder animals because we think they're evil and they deserve it um, even if you're not a vegetarian, which I'm not, you will kill animals and eat them, but you don't kill them because they're evil or bad. You kill them because, like, you want to eat them. And it's, it's a survival thing more than anything else. It's so, so, again, I don't think animals or animalistic should be a negative thing. I don't think we should say because it's animalistic, it's wrong. But I also think that a lot of time, a lot of times people do that. It's very much a thing that intellectual people, or I don't want to say intellectual people because that sounds, um, I don't want to put myself into that category because that's not quite what I'm getting at. Um, people who, because I'm not a genius, um, I think people who, value intellectual things highly, like myself, often fall into the trap of thinking that like animalistic things are bad. So the first part is because I don't think that's true. 
Okay, so the second part is if you ignore the animalistic or animal parts of yourself, like let's say you don't take care of your health and you don't exercise and you don't watch what you eat and you let your health fail because it's quote unquote not important because that's an animalistic thing and you're, you have higher concerns. You have like intellectual pursuits like uh, learning about stuff and reading books and discovering how the universe works. You have these higher pursuits, so you're going to ignore your animalistic base pursuits like watching your health. I don't have time to run. I'm trying to find out the meaning of life. That's the kind of thing that people could say. It's not true. If you have bad health, you can't think clearly. And this is something that it's really interesting, and, and I feel like we're coming across more and more examples of this in science when you hear those articles about how influential your gut biome, for example, is, like how much that can affect the way you think about the world and feel about things and everything else, and how important your brain chemistry is. There's this question of like, I feel like there used to be this idea or maybe some people still have this idea that that your soul is is just controlling your body L like i control my character in dark souls or bloodborne i'm just sitting here controlling them they don't really directly connect to me i'm just sitting back here and they're my avatar in the video game world and it's the same way in this world my soul is just using my body as an avatar to explore Midgard. I, I think that a lot of people, I think some people at least used to think that. And it's a alluring idea because then that means that there is something infinite about you, something that is not touched by time or even the world around you. You are you and you will be you forever. And there's a very distinct you that exists separate from your body and you're never going to change. But I think we're finding, and I think a lot of people already knew, that your body is actually very important. What you eat, where you live, how you take care of yourself, all of these influence the thoughts that you have. They influence how um, optimistic you are. They influence how um, you think about the world. I mean, just the very way that the ideas that you have are very much defined by your experiences and they are very much influenced by your body if you let your health slip i mean at the very simplest level if you have really bad health you can't think about other things all you're going to be able to do is concentrate on your terrible health because you you feel horrible all the time but there's other ways it affects you where if it if, if your bad health or eating habits are affecting your brain chemistry in any way, obviously, that's going to affect the way you think. But it just affects the way that you view the world. I think if you're constantly in pain, that's going to affect how you view the world and how optimistic you are. And then there's all those subtle things that we're just now learning about, like how does your gut biome affect the way that you view the world? How does that influence your thoughts? We're not just sitting here controlling our bodies we are part of our bodies and we are changed by our bodies and we change our bodies it's it's a relationship and you know what happens when we die is always a great question because you don't have that body anymore so 
do you change when you die? And I mean, it has to be a pretty big transition. If, Assuming you think that we have a soul, when you die, you no longer have a body. So you're going to have a very different experience of the world. And, and I think that's why the Avatar philosophy is tempting because then we're like oh you die and you just like float away but it feels exactly like it does now and nothing really changes except your see-through and i don't think it really works out that way i think it's going to be a really big massive change because our bodies have so much to do with the way that we interact with the world so all that is to say that the natural world the physical world our bodies quote-unquote animalistic things are very important if we don't take care of our bodies our minds are going to start deteriorating um and i think that's important to remember like i'm not telling everybody to to go on some like crazy diet and exercise three hours a day or something crazy like that you you can overdo that you don't want to sit around thinking about your body so much that you don't that you neglect your mind, you wouldn't want that either. That would be just as bad. But what I'm saying is, as in all things, once again, it is a balance. But it is important to keep your health in mind because if you let your health fail, then then your mind is also going to necessarily fail because it uses and is tied to and connected to and part of your body. So if your body stops working, your mind's going to start working. If your body stops working, your mind is going to stop working. So in that sense, when we think about like the Aesir and the Vanir, it's very much a similar thing. Like you can't see the whole picture. You can't have a whole society without having both those. You need people to focus on the intellectual side of things, but also on the natural side of things. So anyway, all of that is important. Let's see. And what was the other things that I said? Oh, I also said I was going to, that, that fray was connected to like elves and fairies and and that whole world. I think that, again, stems from the idea that he's natural and connected to the earth. And those are our earth spirits. So it would make sense that he would be connected to and uh, close to them. Uh, yeah, so... So I think that's important. Um, that's another one that I, I guess I'll mention quickly at least. The elves and land spirits around us, I think it's really easy to forget about them and to forget to thank them. Like, we, you know, when you're doing bloats and stuff, you're probably, most of your hails are going to be to the gods, right? And like, like Odin and Frey, because those are the, quote unquote big actors, obviously they're 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 really important and you want to remember those and um you definitely want to continue having those. But I think like the elves and land spirits are also kind of important. And I think it's easier I don't know. I guess it's easier to forget them because we don't have very we don't have a huge amount of lore about the elves or land spirits in general. But we do have a huge amount of folklore about elves. Like, there's there's all sorts of folklore about elves and fairies and what they do. And, you know, those are the same elves and fairies that are mentioned in the lore. It's just that people have just, like, naturally felt close to those spirits, I think. 
even today, like most kids know what an elf is and most kids know what a fairy is and most kids know that there's like, you know, little people who are connected to nature in some way or the other. And, you know, all these different cultures have seen them in different ways. But I, I think the elves and the fairies are important and I think it's important to remember that that they're there and to uh, hail them at blokes and stuff as well. And I've never really mentioned that before, so since I'm talking about Frey and he's so connected to them, I guess I will. I many times do a uh, round to the elves or the fairies just because I think they're important. So yeah, uh, they're important too. But you've got the main concept going through all of this, um, the elves and also Frey, that the natural world is important. And more importantly, the natural world, though dangerous, is ultimately friendly and is ultimately good. Because we couldn't survive without the natural world. Yes, there are dangers in the natural world. Like, you know, if you're in the woods, there's bears and, and they can kill you and you have to be careful and you have to respect mother nature but also that's where your life comes from like all the food you eat comes from her you can't live without the natural world so i don't want us to get into the point where we feel like it's humans against nature i'd like to get to the point where it's humans working with nature but respecting nature because we understand that it's dangerous anyway i think i'll get it there because i think i've said what i want to say and i don't want to get too rambly and I feel like my time's a pretty good time. So, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, if you want to f- check out my website, feel free to do so. That is at hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. And if you had any emails or questions, feel free to email me at www. Wait, email me at hugenhoffpodcast.gmail.com. Until next month, or rather, I will talk to you next month. See everyone soon. Frahel.